episode one of the Name Will Come to This Podcast. It is one in the morning. It's almost two in the morning. We decided to do the first episode. So yeah. because we want to do things a little professional, we have two established segments. Things we love to see. And things we hate to see. So Zora, <laughs> you want to kick off? What do you hate to see? What have you hated to see? Well, what I really hated to see, like, I felt an up an uprise on Twitter, well, Beijing Twitter, within, like, this past evening slash night with, like, the discussions on sexual abuse and sexual assault and all of that. And it really made me sick to my stomach because I know personally what goes on like, in, like, my circle or how it has affected myself or my friends. And I know that it's a thing that happens throughout the community here in Barbados and across the world. But, like, to see our technique twitter go into this and everybody like stating their experiences and like sharing and supporting each other and outing these men is just like hitting different but it feels like a punch in the gut it's just i don't even know how to it's just weird how are you feeling about it though i i'm uh, i'm upset i'm actually i'm actually very upset because i not what i say that i experienced that so so i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say that I experienced sexual assault, but knowing people that it happened to makes me more upset than if it happened to me personally. So, mm-hmm. like, revisiting these stories and taking me back to things that I've actually been in and seeing, like, remembering how it affected people, it upsets me because a lot of the time, like, these nasty niggas don't face any kind of actual reprimand they just go about the day like yeah it's normal like there was there was original twitter calling out this specific man and then there was also people coming out and saying oh well he hasn't he hasn't set his side so we can't just say that he's a bad person what if his mental health is in jeopardy and what if he decides to hurt himself and i feel like that is an issue that we don't really like to discuss how a lot of these women get assaulted and I know people who get assaulted and still want to protect the people that assault them. Yeah. So yeah. Me, I I don't I don't it's not something I like talking about but it's something that has been talked about and I was talking about a certain man that was in my grad class that attempted to do something to somebody and when he was checked on it, refused blame and still refuses blame to this day. Wow. Just goes about his life. So, I mean, it takes it takes me to a place I don't really like being. So, it just kind of, it is necessary, but I don't like to stay in that place for an extended period of time. I totally get you. Because with the way how I treated the whole, like, Black Lives Matter activism, mm-hmm. Hardcore, like I was posting, I was making sure like I could do my little bit and making sure like my voice could be heard. But with this topic, it's it needs that same sort of voice. But I can understand why so many people find it difficult to find their voice and then be vocal with it because like sometimes people don't believe you. Again, like they have the sympathy to the people they they pay the they victimize the people who are the victims in a sort of way. Like how dare you call out this person? I feel you might be lying. 
well, you don't know, he might change that as my friend. It's so... I feel like sometimes the people who call out the bullshit or the people who suffer from this abuse get like the bat hand of this get the end of the stick more often than the, the the abusers themselves so that makes it extra difficult to come on and speak about it and i it's just i'm so distraught me <laughs> like i see people the, people it, it got me like i understand their mental health you still gotta look after it well you still gotta no, you recognize things wrong with the person no if you do that but 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 I don't, I can't prioritize that personally. If you hurt someone, I'm going to check for the person that is hurting, that you hurted, even though that like, you kind of like are hurting yourself. I, I, I don't but know. Isn't that, is that kind of what Black Lives Matter is in a sense? Like, you kind of see the parallels, right? Yeah, but we don't, we don't say, oh, let's check for the white people's mental health because they might be going through something we don't we don't say we have to check for the mental health of these racist people so i don't see why we have to check for the mental health of these predators and these pedophiles and these molesters and these sexual assaulters i just i I feel like if i feel like all of these people have mental issues yes but at the same time do we exonerate people just because they have mental issues does do your mental issues make you innocent? Do they make you non-complicit in the things that you do? No. So, like, you have to face these things because you did them. At the end of the day, you did them. This is you. You messed up Problems some of them. Problems or not, this is you. Really? Yeah. Whatever repercussions you face, like, criminal, like, if you say you get charged or whatever, that's great. And then I feel like a part of your help would also come go to a psychologist or some some shit like that. Like, I you just because you have mental health problems doesn't give you the right to hurt others the way that you are hurting. If you get exactly. it's not an excuse by any means, and it kind of like you can't discount anybody's life like that, man. Like something happened, to your close friend, a person on Twitter, something you just follow, and it hurt in your heart, and somebody could have the balls to say, well. You don't know what a man going through. Don't call him out. Not as my bro. He would never do that. Like, how are you doubting people? And then, like, you're kind of being very two-faced and condescending with the whole, oh, another Me Too case. I can't. And hopping with a bandwagon. That's, I, there's so many negatives that comes along with people speaking up. Is somebody, I don't but know. But there are negatives with anybody speaking up. That's what I'm saying. Even as bad as you are going to feel in the moment or after the moment or maybe just period because I get that being sexually assaulted is something more personal than being abused by a police officer because we we see sex and bodies and nudity and and yourself as like secretive. Yeah, very secretive. Right, at the same time, if you don't talk about it, then we never acknowledge it and then it never changes oh, so right. it has to start somewhere yeah i feel a lot of people are morally corrupt and we allow them to continue that mentality and not hold them accountable for it so in a way it, it kind of enables them and as hard as speaking up is it does help some people like pretty sure some idiots on twitter like could see themselves in that situation like yo 
I probably shouldn't do that anymore. Like maybe some people would like have a changed mindset on it or find a new perspective. Maybe. But overall, they manage is very difficult. And yes, it has to be normalized, people coming forward, but that's gonna be a task. And already I haven't even said anything to my public Twitter, but like already I feel so much emotions attached to it. And it's just a lot. Yeah, because it makes you mad. Like, the, there was the video of this grown man and this child, this toddler. She looked like a toddler. I didn't watch the video. I saw, like, a snippet, and he was kissing this baby on the mouth. And then I just couldn't watch the rest of the video. I didn't read it. I just I just saw the context of it and kind of put it to the side, like I did with the George Floyd thing, because you don't really need to see something to understand what's happening. But it upsets you and if it doesn't upset you then I don't really know you are problems yeah that's what I'm saying so like all of these things kind of in its way like the like the George Floyd murder and the sexual abuse and the Breonna Taylor murder all these things in its way as in like because these people feel like they have a power over other people yeah and just abuse it. I, I don't even abuse it, isn't even the word. Abuse it sounds yeah, if they write regular, it's not even abuse to be. This is like beyond abuse. This is extreme. Like, these are extremists. I saw a, a girl in one of the confessors talking about how these two men walked her to Nirvana Stan at night and they offered it to her home after her up with the Hilton and both of them raped her in a car with just a lot of music playing. And then, like, where do you go after that? What what happens after that? What do you say to somebody that goes through that situation? Sorry? Do you just apologize? That's if you even See, find out about it after. Because a lot of people just do. keep it to themselves. A lot of people blame themselves. Yeah, me. Like, it's, it's awful because it's like, you have these second thoughts. Oh, I kind of put myself in that situation or... I could have de-escalated it sooner or what if I had I did this? But, like, no. If you should not be treated like that full stop, there should not, there shouldn't be, like, no ifs, ands, or buts. People should be, like, clothed fully head to toe and still be suffering from this crap. You could be on the beach half naked and you still get, like, it shouldn't have to be, like, I should be fully dressed and not get catcalled or not get, like, anybody pulling at me. They might as have on the most clothing and, you know, it's wear crop tops and short pants too and, like, it's, Yes, the attention varies, but the perverts still come out like like they see past all that shit and they just say like, they're predators be and they don't see a problem with it. It's a game to them, it's fun to them, it's fair to them. And then when people call them out on it, they're like, Well, she kinda asked for it though. Or if she didn't want yeah, it, it wouldn't have happened. Like what? And the screenshot <laughs> when and the screenshot when the mom's late. Um if being gay is a choice. No, if being gay is not a choice, then being a rapist is not a choice. Oh, and y'all gotta leave us alone or something. Something along those lines. I don't I don't know what's I going have on. Like, I have it too, but I don't want to read it because the moral of the story is I keep these niggas and that's just period. Like I don't like them at all. And I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Like I'd rather talk about police brutality than than our women well, men are getting assaulted too, but like oh, people mean? getting sexually abused. But you know what? Like, that is 
sorry sorry but you know what i want to kind of like bring to light i know not a lot of people speak about and it's normalized in Barbadian society where these young boys at like 12 13 14 are having sex not even are being raped by older women in their like late 20s and 30s and seeing it as normal as them in quotations breaking their virginity what grown person is gonna have relations with a child you could be a man and a, and a little girl or a woman and a little boy it's not right and i don't understand why like people kind of glorify it oh the 12 year old just has sex with a 37 year old how that how how is that cool why is that cool how are you doing that to a child at the bottom line they're a child and how why is it different i understand in barbados it is different but why <laughs> is it different is it? Is it? Oh, okay. But is it different? People treat it differently. There's going to be more. But if you're it? sitting down in a second with your friends, and you say, oh, what is you lost your virginity at? Oh, I was 12. And yeah, she was a working woman at S.Y. Adams. Oh, laugh. A working woman at S.Y. Adams. But if it was a girl, and she told that story to her friends, and said, oh, it was a 37-year-old man at a gas station, there's going to be a different reaction. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's going to be a different reaction. You have to. I'm yeah, because we view, we view, we view. You're breaking up. Oh no! What was the last thing you heard me say? The gas station. <laughs> the parallels you have, like it's just an older person with a younger child should not be, and just because it's male. Uh, an adult man with a young girl or an adult female with a young boy, why is it seen as different and one more so acceptable than the other? And you cannot deny that in Barbadian society, one is seen as a rite of passage, like props to you, big up yourself. And the other one is like shamed upon. Why aren't both of them shamed upon equally? And how do we break that cycle? Because I think that that at the core of it, men slash boys slash males are supposed to be these dominant figures. So if a 14-year-old boy is having sex with a 26-year-old woman, then he seems like in that scenario, you want, he's, like, he's still the power figure in everything. Age aside, the the man is the power figure. That's why we look at a 37-year-old man and a 12-year-old girl so disgustingly because the man is supposed to be the power figure, even though it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where I think the mindset comes from. I think at its basis, if you're an adult person, are you looking to have relations? It's not even a relation, but that you're looking to abuse a child. Something's wrong with you. Man or woman, you fool it. You want clocking up, say your head, like, like, and then people who are well, no, you want prison, like that's jail. Go to people, jail. Go to jail. Listen, man, this is happening in people's families, and then the people's got walk by the house and see this person every single day, and the families, family members are aware of it, but they choose to stay silent. And I'm just like, how can you watch your baby, your baby girl, your granddaughter? She has been abused by a person you're allowing your house constantly, and is like. <laughs> I that that's beyond me, cause I I just I read that on one of the tweets. I'm not a city person, but I read that on one of the tweets today. It was just like, yeah, my grandmother said it would be anybody if they touched me. And I said that's a lie because the man is coming here every single day. 
So I don't I don't how I mm, I don't know man. This is just make me so friggin' mad. So friggin' mad. So you wanna go from talking about this to talking about black people getting killed with these police officers? You see sadness. a lot of it. <laughs> the sadness. The sadness. Whole podcast is sadness. Transitioning into towards oppression of people in society. Yes, more oppression of black people in society. But, but as if we have enough wait, problems. Wallet. Are you saying for this? No, go ahead, go ahead. What I'm realizing is, is I thought on the face of it, it was just racism and black oppression and keeping the black man down. But even though it's all those things, right, it is also these police officers don't see themselves as civilians. Like, these police officers do not care if you're black, white, arid, Asian, yellow, green, alien. Like, they don't care what you are besides if you're a police officer. And you would think with all the the killing of the unarmed black people, men and women, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, the guy that just died in, I believe, Houston or Louisiana, because he owned a food stand and they were out protesting and they shot him. They just killed him just for nothing. Like, you would think that it's just people. But then you're seeing videos of these white women trying to protest against these police officers and getting shoved to the ground. These pregnant women getting kicked in the stomach. These white people getting shot in their faces. There's, There's a story about this white person, this white man, who lost his vision to rubber bullets because they shot him in the face. Yes, sir. Because these officers don't see themselves as civilians. They don't see themselves as members of the public. Mm-hmm. Like they're just out to tell you, I am above, above you. I am <laughs> your authoritarian. I'm your authoritarian. Uh, I am the authority above you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I agree with you. It's like this superiority complex. It's like they do believe they're about the for a large portion of like my years, my younger years. I had this idea like policemen could do whatever they want. Like at the end of the day, they can't charge you and it's their word against yours. You have some good up lawyers, but you're more at risk if you're a black person. They don't care for anybody. They're above everybody in their head. But if you're black, that's just like an extra, like that's just a cherry on top for them. It's just a cherry on top. And I literally see these videos. Part, the police don't care about nobody. These two women kneeling on the ground. The white woman is more aggressive. They push the one, the white woman aside, and they start hitting the black woman and arrest her. They're doing the same thing, but one person is more aggressive than the other. The white person is more aggressive. The black person is more peaceful. They don't. They 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 don't have any regret for either of them. But the treatment for one is worse than the other. And it's just like, there's so much layers to this and you're peeling back. And I also saw like a couple videos on, so they were doing this Zoom call. The the police commissioner and his pals were doing a Zoom call and citizens could have called in to express their complaints. And they had like two minutes to do it. And the citizens were so eloquent. They were stating facts. Some of them were very um, pretty color language was being used. But like they were speaking factual, like factual shit. 
and it's like they're just taking it in and they're not doing anything about it. How can you allow the people who are supposed to protect and serve you to be like killing the people who they're supposed to be protecting and serving? Like make it make sense and they don't see a problem with it and they aren't changing anything. It's like they're blind to it all and how how you could be blind to it? You ain't got Twitter, you ain't got a PR rep. Attempt. Attempt. Number, number, number <laughs> What was the last thing that you heard me say? We were told we oh, the fact that these police officers don't see themselves as civilians. Yeah, yeah, I just went off on that. Like that got me so good. What were you saying in response to that? I was. I think I was calling Devin. What's the the name of the police officer that blood showed to George? It, his last name begins with F. Ass, right? I, I just call him Dixie Cracker at this point. I was talking about old Dixie Cracker and his and his lackey came and just first of all arrested him, which is fine in the grand scheme. Which is it was excessive to arrest him for what they were called for, but they arrested him, put him in the car, went in the car, beat, beat him up, beat him up, took him out of the car placed him on the floor. He was under arrest. Therefore, he could not use his hands to protect himself. His hands were placed behind his back. Beat him up. Put him on the floor. And then you placed your knee on top of this man's neck for eight minutes. For nearly nine minutes, two of which he was unconscious. He He stopped any kind of reaction for two minutes. And you didn't say, man, you know what? Maybe it's time to, you know, ease up off this man's neck. Maybe not. Like, nothing. Just nothing at all. It, it was just, I am above you, and I will do this to you, and you can do nothing to me. And, the, and one of the weirder parts was, yes, there were three officers holding him down, but the fourth officer was... A person of color. I believe that was an Asian officer. Yeah. And he was just he was just watching, keeping keeping civilians at bay while his while his colleagues killed this man. And then another strange thing to me was the fact that, that Dixie Cracker and George knew each other. Yeah. Because they had they worked at the same restaurant. They were bouncers at the same club. And you knew this man for maybe I think it was a year or a little over a year. And not to say that y'all were on speaking terms or y'all were best friends or like y'all went to each other's house and had parties and drank tea. But you knew this guy. He wasn't, you didn't get a call for any kind of violent um, offense or anything. Like he, you got called because there was a miscommunication and they thought that he had a counterfeit $20 bill. That turned out to not be a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, oh, and you killed him. You killed this man effectively for twenty dollars, a real twenty dollar bill, and he's dead. He's dead. I, I, and the thing is, he's had an, a history of this sort of behavior, and you know how his his wife left him after he was arrested. But like, I don't read it. Well, his wife divorced him. They're well going through a divorce right now. But people are saying he has a track record of this sort of bullshit. 
and 18, 18 violations in 19 years how you cannot be aware of that but this is like the tipping point this being in the public eye is a tipping point for me but he had more things in the in the public eye I mean, like, this went viral. This, this, this is okay. huge. Like the magnitude of this compared to what might have been like a couple news stories in their neighborhood or across the county. Like, yeah. you can understand why you would want to part yourself from that. But like, how how can you live with someone like that doing the crap that they did? For I mean, you would argue, you would argue that if he is this police officer that sees himself above the law sees himself as law and he's your husband then maybe she was living in fear for a lot of this time because if she left yeah. he might have just killed her and stayed home in that same house since that's what happens because he killed George and they <laughs> told him yo you're fired like they didn't t- they didn't arrest him they didn't detain him they let him go home and then took the whole for the, the whole force to his house yeah. I played more like they played castle. They all just stood there to protect a, a murderer. They shot. They had a line outside his house, a full line. I would have liked to be a, a fly on the wall in his household at that time. I want I want to know if he had any fear, any um any regrets of his actions, how he felt about it, if he was smug, if he was proud about it. I I want to have. I, that's our insight into how like sick this man is, cause like it's got past the it's gotten past the point where it was like you, he would have to see the wrong in what he did. You have to. I see don't the, think so. All the state there's there there are pro- protests in all fifty states in America right now because you killed a man because of Dick Cracker. Yep. Because of Omar Dixie. Oh, you can't see the magnitude of this, and it's like. The because plot weren't just for George. Plot is for this was like the cat, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like people, mm-hmm. this is just get tired of it, and then you have these. I don't want to say all white, all white people are not crap. That's the honest God truth. But there's some people who are sick to the head, and they they, they don't see a problem with us being oppressed. And I don't know if like, they misspost it on TikTok for clout or to get little views and thing, but. They're real stupid, and I love to see them getting like them scholarships tech way over being racist. I I love to see those threads that you talking about. You calling this person the n word here, and you saying that they deserve it. Send that monkey back to the zoo. Da, 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 da. You making jokes standing up on somebody's neck, saying that it doesn't hurt. Ah, I'm a negro. Da, 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 da. I'm so glad you, your scholarship got taken away. I'm so glad you got kicked out of your. I'm so glad you lost your job. That's just comeuppance, and it's finest. I agree, but at the time, I don't even, like, if you're being totally 100% real, I think this is this is 401 years of America, not America, the name of the United States. Like, the settlement of Jamestown mm-hmm. was, like, 1619 or something. Mm-hmm. So, from 1619, they've been oppressing Black people at every stage in that landmass history, black people have been oppressed. So I don't think that racism is something that you can just poof away. No. It's not something you can just eradicate in one um in one generation, two generations, three generations. So I believe that racism is always gonna be not always, but it's gonna be a problem going down the road. Yeah, it's gonna be a part it's a part of our society, man. There's there's some 
there's some racists who are just quiet about it. They don't necessarily vocalize it. To, they're smart enough not to go on Twitter and do it. Like some of their ignorant children or ignorant adults. But like, there's some parts of Redneck America where they just don't like us Negroes. And they were But at the same time, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I feel as though there's, there's always going to be a group of people that hate another group of people mm-hmm. just off the strength of them being different people. We see a large amount of Bajans here hating Guyanese people, hating Trini people. We see Guyanese people hating Bajans because I feel like as human beings, we kind of tend to find groups and then look for other groups. And despite groups, it, like this is sport. It's like sport. You pick a team and then you pick a team that you hate and it's us against you. Mm-hmm. But when you get these police officers that have this kind of power and this veto power to just kill at will and walk around with your little badge and your little holster and your little gun, then that to me is a real problem. I don't think that we could just blame this on racism because yes, it is racism, but racism doesn't give like you can be racist and not have this amount of power is what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't don't, want a level of corruption within who have that much, who dictates so much of our lives, if you get me. And then what is a police officer really? Like, if you're a police officer, a police officer is like G4S, but for the public. Like, if you took G4S, right, and you took transport board, and they hit one of the fusion earring things from Dragon Ball Z, that is a police officer. You are supposed to protect, serve, and just be a security guard. But I, I feel like a lot of these police officers, first of all, it's too easy to be a police officer if you're going to have this much power. Like, I was reading what the requirements are to be a police officer in America, and there were, like, eight requirements. And it was a fitness test. It was a fitness test that is not even that hard to do. I think you had to be 21. No no prior, uh, no prior legal record. And you don't even need that much education. You just need to be available. Like, you just need to be available. And you can become a police officer. And you can just become a murderer. And a lot of these people who were bullied in school or were never good at anything or just actual sociopaths leave school and come into the real world and, and find out, oh, I can make an, a modest living walking around and like just murdering people as I please. Dog, Daisy Cracker had 18 violations on his record. 18 the first 15, he had no discipline. And the, and the two that he had discipline for were just letters. He was not, he didn't get suspended. He didn't get a fine. He didn't, he didn't get any kind of reprimand. On, and this is not even the first person he's killed. I think he, before George, he had, I think, two murders. And I want to say an attempted murder because he shot somebody. But I'm not sure if the person lived or died. Mm-hmm. Like, this is his third murder. This is... At least his third person. Yes. I don't. If you kill people, you are a serial killer. I don't understand. Like, like outside of the law, if you kill three people, you become a serial killer. And you go to jail for the rest of your life. And and they're charging him with third degree murder. Third degree, like, accidental. I did not mean to kill you, murder. 
I just like the system is flawed. You cannot have police officers with such low qualifications getting so much power mm-hmm. to do whatever they to whoever they want and not see themselves as civilians because they don't. This is a gang. This is this is squad B. Like this is not. They don't care. They don't care if you're black, if you're white, if you're red, if you're pink. They just care about if you're a police officer. I saw a video about with a black officer outside of a housing area. Mm-hmm. And this black lady was calling this officer coon because it was during the riots and he's out here trying to police neighborhoods instead of like helping the actual neighborhoods. And his response to her calling him a coon was like, I bet you won't say that to me. I bet you won't come outside and say that to me or something like yes, that. Yes, it's all so like I don't even I don't even know if it is just racism uh, or if it's this police empowerment thing that they have going on but it like it cannot it can't continue at state even like if it's at federal level where you hear Donald Trump with his fascist movement talking about he's gonna fill the streets with police officers if you have state officers and state uh, stations and stuff that are not as corrupt as these federal groups, that would at least make it a bit better. So I feel like people need to like start looking into who's running what and how to vote for who yeah. and how to get these issues. But like Donald Trump just said, yo, when the looting, start, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Just so- fill the streets with, with militiamen. Just calm. Just regular. There's another civil war. It will be another civil Yo, war. Get this right gear from. Like, keep in mind, right? Like, a few months ago, they did not know where they were getting masks from. They did not have masks. Oh, yeah. Like, regular masks. I know they have all these rubber bullets, all this armor, all these grass cutter helmets. Like, they just, they make that to ready for Warby against civilians. Bro, their their priority is always war related. It's always, it's always. I don't. So much of their funding goes into that, and and other things are neglected. Like, yeah, I, uh, hmm. but 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 like, where was it stored? Where did they keep the? Where did they keep the riot gear? Because as far as I know, the Minnesota, the Minnesota police station got burned out. The Minneapolis police station got burnt to the floor. They they burnt the the whole station down. And they came back in right gear the next day. So where did that come from? On them bags be. Nah, this is creepy. Like this is creepy. This is creepy. At home, all them guns are uh, um protective gear. Dog, the men came out with with like automatic rifles, automatic assault weapons. When the whole police station was burnt down, it doesn't make sense. Like you cannot. I don't understand how you have security guards running your streets. Can you imagine if you went to went a popular and uh, you were driving in a popular and uh, security guard run out and show you your car? <laughs> a G4S guard got you pinned out to the floor, big man. Like, that is impossible. That should never happen. Hey, look. Things we hate to see. Things we hate to see. I don't know. And it's so difficult like, I'm trying to have the balance where I can, like, maintain my mental health and, like, my 
overall okayness, but then still be competent and aware of what's going on in society, not only abroad, but here in Barbados is, and what my friends and what my peers have to say. But like, I can't have one without the other. But I can't have one. I can only have one. I can't have the other. Is like, is either I shut everything out and I pretend that like everything's okay, or like I'm just overwhelmed with an abundance of information, and it becomes difficult to process at times. Which I feel is like why, where this podcast would be positive because there's a where a way and a source where I could like just kind of offload everything and hear another like educated, not retarded person speak about it as well and hear their points of views that might be slightly different to mine. So. Above all else, well, over everything that we've been talking, this podcast is something that we love but, to see. Cracker. Oh, I thought we were ending off fuck this, Cracker. Oh, <laughs> we could call it Podcast Rassle. What? We could call it Podcast Rassle. Like, that would get that done. I don't know. Is Rassle is not like a, a public, like a global. I feel, I like that. <laughs> I don't tickle me. (laughs) Sorry. All right. I have one serious question for you, though. Yes. Throughout the past two days, can you name two positive things on your timeline? Like, positive things Uh, you've taken away from it or that you were happy to see? I was happy to see Kyle Bob post the thing about about hair and the secondary school experiences in oh, Barbados. Yes. Uh, because I feel like that is a deeper conversation on, on general anti-blackness mm-hmm. that we don't act. And I, I find it very weird that we have a lot of older Bajans who experienced probably harsher anti-blackness than us but then when we take it a step further, they see it as, as rowdiness or being uncivilized or trying to rebel somehow. When it's like, these things happen to you and we're just taking it a step further because we don't have, like they had to fight, not necessarily here in Barbados, but yes, here in Barbados, they had to fight to get to certain schools. Like you weren't allowed to go to certain mm-hmm. schools. You weren't allowed to be in certain jobs, it was like these very select few black people, if any, that were able to get into some of the positions that they got into. And then as the as more and more black people got into these places, they were hit with these rules. Like, you can't have your hair out. You can't have your hair in puffs. You have to have your hair straight if you're a woman. You have to have your hair cut if you're a man. You Like, we don't deal with people with dreads it was all these rules mm-hmm. that came and they just accepted the rules which is fine i guess because it goes step by step but then when the younger generation of black barbarians come in why would you try to why would you try to compound those rules mm-hmm. on us because it's not like i understand uniformity of yeah and the father the uniformity of schools one is helpful to people who have less because if schools have uniforms then maybe someone who couldn't afford 
school closed five days a week could buy two school pants and those two school pants last you a whole school year and three school shirts and that's like you said yeah. so in that way it is better for those who can't afford but at the same time like just because a black person wants their hair to be faded does not mean that this is some kind of rebellion against what the school stands for and this thing about how schools have to prepare the working you for world. the working it's world is, is a horrible foolishness I was, at, I was at school I don't know if I want to say the school I went to but you'd have teachers coming into school with different hair color every yeah. month and you'd have teachers coming with braids and weaves and you'd have teachers grow their locks, male teachers, and you wouldn't hear them say, oh, well, Mr. Blah, 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 you go up all the time. But you have 14, 15-year-old, 16-year-old students, and they're going through this stage of, you know, like, natural, personal expression and wanting to find yourself, and you're being told, ah, you can't have a puff because I was not allowed a puff. And straighten your hair young lady when are you gonna put straightener in your hair when are you gonna put these who, ever you that, though? Like, who like, would tell who would tell a person to put straightener in their hair to conform i people that people that had to but do if you things. know what it feels like this to what, be oppressed why would you continue that cycle the people who oppress regardless if they were your skin color or not why would you continue to do that to the generation that comes after i don't think that that's as I think they say, as these are the rules that I abided by, so these are the rules. Like, and some of it is just folly because the rules are just artificial, really. Like, if you don't, if you don't follow the rule of here needs to be a boy's hair needs to be on his scalp. Like, there's there should be nothing. A comb should not be able to go through here. Who does that appease? Who does that really appease? Fam, I was at school, right, and. Our, our, my last deputy uh, principal came and told a group of boys, if their hair is too long, it'll stop people from seeing the board. And when they spray their hair, the chemicals will harshly affect those people with asthma. And then you have to realize a lot of these people in these power positions are stupid. <laughs> You're blocking because me. That's a very dumb thing. You are a dumb. You hear two hand it blocking me. You are not a smart individual, dog. I was in an assembly and I heard a man say, "You are like." First of all, okay, I went to the school that people say is the best school. Not everybody's wanting to go to school, that's but okay, go ahead. No, but I mean, like, this is where the highest grades will get you, quote unquote. This is where the scholars come from. This is where the future of Barbados comes from. That's what they tell us. We're ghetto. <laughs> but in the same breath, you want to tell us where ghetto lies in the school because a man wants, you know, a fade. What's that? And a girl wants twist outs. Oh, they bond twist outs. On uh, girls? They bond twist Yeah. For what reason? Because these rules that they were given they'd still try to implement, I guess. This is what this is how they see things. Like, this uniformity and this anti-black, this deep anti-blackness is never, is never um, actually talked about. I was talking to my friend, she was telling me she had, she was, she went back natural, and this was like, I think when we were in mm-hmm. third form, and 
she hired her in a puff, and a teacher came out of her. I told her, a senior teacher, by the way, I told her she should tuck it under. And I have no idea what that means because I'm not a girl, and I've never had to tuck my hair under. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means. They just, just she probably thought footage. it was too untidy. But the thing is, but I mean, it's how 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 they probably wanted it to go in a croissant or a half bun. So how how do you want to be able to like what measure what is? You can look at somebody and see if they're kept tidy, their uniform. If you shirt tackle, if if you shirt tackle, you pants and you look, you was running about all day at lunch and you look scruffy. I can understand, but how can you look at a person and determine that they're too ghetto, too unruly, too 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 black for your school because of a twist out? Because because blackness how, is bad. But it's gonna be black people. Too. How you could be black, a blackity black black black, and telling another blackity black 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 child. That they're too blacky, they're black, black. because that's what they were taught. That's what they were taught. Is your granny Bajan? Yes, both my grandparents are Bajan on both sides of my my mom and my dad's side. Do they have natural hair? Bro, I don't even want. All right, let me tell you a story. So, I got my locks when I was in class two. I'm now in finishing up upper six, so you could like count how many years that was. Now, looking back on it, I could look and see that my locks weren't the tidiest, but nobody at my primary school, which we went to, ever told me anything about it. Yes. However, what had affected me when I was younger is that my grandmother refused to recognize my locks as locks. She would call them braids and then ask me when I'm undoing them and when I get like, straight in my hair. When like, one of my cousins, she had straightened hair at the time. So like in my head, it kind of upset me and it really hit home when... My cousin got sister locks when we were in secondary school. And my grandmother began to call her sister locks locks, but she never recognized my hair as locks. She kept on calling them braids. And I was just like, yeah, my cousin might be lighter than me and her locks are thinner. But like, (laughs) we both have locks. Why can't you recognize both of them as the same thing? Why is it okay for her, but not okay for me? We're two black children where both your grandchildren is and you deem one is more messy than the other she didn't explicitly say that but like you know you could sense the like, because they don't explicitly say it, but they it's know crazy. they know then how i i don't know my great grandmother my great grandmother was born in late 30 something or 40 mm-hmm. something so she, she's been on this earth a very long time and my granny still has straightened hair like she's still straightens her hair because I feel like that's how they grew up. But at the same time, like, at what point do you acknowledge that what you experienced is not the end-all, be-all? And that at the same time, like, the, the, literal, the literal fact that you can tell somebody, do not use the hair that is coming out of your head. Use this hair that I it's like better. for you. That I do as tidy for you that I see, that I de- deem as more civilized for you, black girl, black boy, black person. It is anti-black, and they don't ever want to just tell the truth that this is anti-black. It is. I hate to see it. I actually hate to see it. And, like, at my school, there there was a couple hair controversies, controversies, with surrounding the girls and their natural hair, like some being dyed or whatnot. But like I didn't even get into that. But I went to um a carry com seminar for the head girls and head boys of Barbados. We were invited, yeah? And 
it was Fancy. cute. It was good to it's good to mingle among the different heads and representatives across the schools in Barbados. Like develop that relationship. So I'm very grateful for that. But when I was there, one of the girls pulled me aside and asked me um, if my school told me anything about my hair when I was being interviewed to be head girl. Now, I don't know if you get interviewed at every school, but at my school, did. Yes, yes, they so, do. Yes, they do. The thing is, one of the girls who was up for head girl, she got a senior prefect. She ended up getting a senior prefect. But they told her, nah, be, like, stole it. Well, mm. let me retell the story. You can edit it out. So, <laughs> there was two... <laughs> There was like six people to put forward to be head girl, but the list got cut down after the interviews, obviously more and more until we had more interviews. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. to the, out of the six of us, two of us had locks. I had mine for like my entire secondary school experience. So people know me as, oh, is already brown skin girl with glasses and locks. That's like my description. She had straightened hair for the majority of her school life and she started her natural hair journey and started her hair up as locks. Now when you have her start up locks, some people add like a little bit of um fake hair at the end so that it like locks it up better. And like you cannot tell on unless like you know that the person doesn't have that length hair. You can't tell. But they asked the girl to remove it because it was untidy. And she was like, um, but I'm just trying to start up the locks. It's not going to stay in forever. But it is not against, it's against the screws to take out because it's not tidy. So she took it out. The next day when the interviews continued, her hair was noticeably unkept because they told her to take it out. Like, she had to undo her starter locks. And it wasn't, when you undo locks like that, it's not, healthy for the hair therefore like you could see that the hair is damaged no they told her to undo her hair take out the little bit like the two inch of fake hair and 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 take it out so you could do the interview so you could get head girl she took it out and she felt uncomfortable her her self-esteem went down a little bit it was like that you could call somebody and say your hair doesn't look tidy because it's untidy not because it is black hair but in this circumstance it was not well kept because she took out the hair and you believe the day that she come out and hear it, right. they tell she, oh, well, you ain't up for the um candidate to be head girl no more. Just so you you take out your hair to conform for us. It was not guaranteed, but you did it anyway because it's part of school rules and, like, they want you for the job. Sacrifice girl, the girl. girl undid her, her, her locks, her starter locks for a position. And I was like, but, like, how can my hair is not fake, but, like, it's kind of the same thing. Her locks were uh, were styled better than mine that day. Ain't gonna like, because sometimes I don't care how I go to school. I put my hair in a low ponytail and rock it. But, like, her hair was styled really nicely. She did look good. But you tell she tuck it out. I know it's untidy. Like, I don't understand. It's, it's just confusing me. It's so, I don't feel so bad. Because they're just these arbitrary rules. We, like, they, the rules are all arbitrary. And these old guard Bajans, I don't know why. I don't know how. I feel like it's just not acknowledged that a lot of Baj- a lot of older people are anti-black. Like my my, I'm not light skin, right? But I'm not like super super dark. And when I was born, I was very very pale. And when I started doing sports track, football, whatever sport I was doing. Like, my granny would see me and be like, 
You're going to start keeping you inside. Get too dark. dark. Get too dark. Start burning up on your face. And it wasn't even like, you know, like some people mm. are real dark. Like some people are to move my chocolate, black. chocolate. Like I was like a dark brown. And she was like, yo, see this something, cut it out. Like, she, like a lot of these older people have a problem with blackness and they don't acknowledge it. They don't take responsibility for it. They just move on with their lives. But you know what? I feel like that's deep rooted B. That's years of them being oppressed is kind of like set in. Like that's their mindset now. That's is yeah. it's not like they were yeah. born with it, but like after years of people re- repeatedly telling you that your hair is not good enough, you need to change it, you need to do this, you need to conform to it in order to succeed. Conform, conform, conform. Yeah. Don't be too black. Too black is bad. Black equals ghetto, which isn't necessarily true. But like, yeah. I don't. They, they they travel. They they go through their adult careers with this, and then they pass it on to children. And you know, some children are gonna take that to heart, and the cycle won't be broken. You know, you. Affecting... But it is. Well, there's still gonna it's be changing. overall. It's yes, it's changing. But there's still gonna be some people that that's gonna affect. There's still when we're adults and we got our little children. There's going to be a few of us with that mentality still. And that's the sad. Yeah, at least at least it'll be a minority. At least it's Daniel. Because, that I mean, like, you want for every generation Correct. to be more progressive than the others. So it's good, it's good that we acknowledge mm-hmm. things that they refuse to. But at the same time, it's also saddening to see that people who are supposed to be, again, your authority figures, like these police officers, are not are not what you think they are like these people are also flawed these people also have their own issues and it makes and it makes you feel away like you don't want to be led by people that you deem are not the best people hmm. i would i don't even know i i can't even say i want to like sit down and have that conversation with them because there's been multiple times where i've been in the office where like either my prefects or some um my peers who've been in this situation and be like, well, I ain't cutting my hair. I am not like changing or altering myself, which is natural to fit your school rules. Like it's not fair. And it's like you hear the position of these people, the the authority figures, and it's the same thing over and over. And no matter how you plead your case, it's always, well, you decided to return to fixed form, so you will conform to our rules. We're preparing you for the working world. Don't compare yourself to teachers because they're older than you and their job is different. So they. But that's what I mean. Like, how can you tell me? How can you tell me? Don't 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 compare myself to the people in the working okay. world that you're supposed to be preparing me for. Because these people are working. Like, I, as far as I know, she don't come and teach me for free. <laughs> I never get a Spanish lesson for free in my life. Never in my life I had a free uh, Spanish lesson. So, like, how are you? How are you gonna tell me? I cannot look at X Y Z person, but at the same time, okay. aspire to be X Y Z person. Oh my gosh! And she's the same woman telling these children don't wear the fake hair, but she fake hair all the way down to she backside. It's be it's be it's be like oh, very much. Yeah, and then when you bring it up, it's oh. almost like they think that it's disrespectful. How dare you compare yourself to me? It's like I ain't saying it. I'm better than you, but I'm, but you want me to be great. You think that you're great, but look, you're doing the same thing that you're telling me I can't do when I'm older. Like make it make sense, bro. 
But make I love the shows that, that, that stand with him. Like, look, I look like this. I'm Loki encouraging you to do what you feel like because, like, nobody yeah, your, your creativity or how you express yourself. People express themselves through their hair. That's part of their identity. As a black person, that's people set their hair so seriously, be and then you telling them, well, that's too ghetto. So not at this establishment. Right, and that's kind of one of the because again, it it is not even uniformity because if if the rule was all boys have to keep their hair to a brush length, like if a comb can go through your hair, then it's too long. Like if when you pull up here is like military, you start with a cane head, right? Like if it was like that, then as as bad as that would be, it would it would be more acceptable than you telling me my hair needs to be tidy and then me and and Callum and having the, the same hairstyle but Callum gets to keep his hairstyle because Callum has straight hair and my hair has a bit of curls like I just don't it's really not fair understand how it's not fair. A plus B and that time half the time Callum's hair is a little bit more unkept than yours you had a, a fresh cut Callum here musty Callum here Callum's hair has not been washed in four years. Are you telling me about Callum here? <laughs> Callum here like mad. Callum here, Callum ends breaking off or okay. Callum here crusty, crusty, crusty. And just because Callum has to hear that's flop and loud by, by the top of his earlobe. That like you feel like this is this is acceptable, but it's not. So I don't I don't really know where the change comes from. Well, I know the change comes. When from when us, we but start becoming teachers and principals, I think. Um, my friend Brittany, teacher, shout out to Brittany. She wants to be a teacher, but for like special needs children, she'll be great at that. But like, she's the only teacher like that I know I could see in the future. Like, I don't know not because no one wants to teach. Like, like pe- there will be teachers because yeah. people need people need jobs. But I know like four people in my I life still- that ever wanted to be a teacher. Many teachers are many teachers hard. Can you imagine? Nah. And you're not getting paid really until yeah. you become senior teacher at <laughs> but ready to clock out. and then you have to retire at 60. All right, then you go that like, you retire, you've been working here 30 years, you get a senior role, and you out in 10. That's nah, <laughs> leave me alone. You know what? I want to hear your um, your stance on this. This is like going back to the same hair haircut thing, so. A good set of girls at our school had their hair like cut low, so they were getting fades, getting round up, so like, their hair to look good. But the boys were getting sent home for the same hairstyles that these girls were now getting, and yeah, I, they they were like, identical. They they like they Loki went to troll them, so they mm-hmm. got the same haircut from the same barber at the same time. Come school Monday morning, and the boy gets sent home for it, but the girl like get off, mm-hmm. and they're like. If you're going on the principle that this specific haircut is untidy, why does it only apply to the guy and not the girl? Why is it untidy for me now, but it's okay for her? You're, 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 whatever you're saying is flawed, B. It's flawed. And that they just like expose them like, like did it look so foolish? You might come out of the office with a brown letter. But that, think that, yeah. I don't think that they care that it look that it sounds silly. I like I don't think that it bothers them that it sounds stupid. 
Because, again, a lot of people are very stupid. We don't like to talk about it, but they are. Like, we know you. We know that you're dumb. <laughs> I've seen you in action. You said that when, when boys spray their hair, people with asthma have a hard time. So from then, I, I kind of know that you're, you're a little bit dumb. You get me? But as far as that goes, there was a boy in my year, and he was he was growing out his hair. Top athlete. He was growing out his hair, and there was also a girl in my year who was growing out her hair for a very long time. And no diss to her, but her hair <laughs> would look unkept, right? But it was just growing out, but then she'd cut it. And then let it grow out and then kind of let it grow. Out. So like you know, here goes through that awkward stage when it's yeah. between short and long, and it looks weird. Like look a bit unkept and no or anything. But then this boy would come, growing out his hair, sent home, bad school, sent home, bad school, sent home. And who does that really help? Because now like you're missing yeah, okay. out on, on class time. You're missing out on school. Time. You're racking up suspensions for something that you would not be suspended for anywhere else. And who is that helping? It's not helping the school. Because, like, schools have this thing that their yeah. rules are what makes the school the school. But the students make this what it is. It's like it's so old fashioned. These honest, old, old schools if, that both of us attended called it right themselves on that. Like, the, if the. the I don't know how many people came to my school when I came. Or let's say like 200 people came in the year that I came in. If those 200 people said, you know what, we're going to go, instead of applying here, we're going to apply to um, found Like, the year that this school ended up with in terms of scholarships and exhibition winners and national winners, you would not have. Because no school in Barbados has up, like, far and above the best teachers you don't have the best environment you don't have the best air you don't have the best water you don't have the best textbooks you don't have the best anything all of these schools when people say all schools are the same they are but all students aren't the same which is just a fact like none of these none of these rules that you come and put on me will help you they won't all it does oh, is yeah. make these students resent this school. And then you see students leave. And now you have schools doing PR, inviting inviting people to come to do 11 plus. So let's see a tour of, of this such school, this really, this really high class school. We're going to give them a tour and show them that we actually have chalkboards because people are saying that we don't teach and we don't use chalkboards. We're going to just give them a tour. We're going to pop. We're going to start on Instagram. Are we gonna do this and this and blah blah blah? And it's like, as as much PR as you want to do, if ah. the students don't want to come, they won't come. And these and and I don't think that they understand. But I don't know what it's gonna take for these these principals and deputy principals and senior teachers to understand that we are not are here and we are not our our simple personal expressions like nothing that you do makes us learn it doesn't dog do you know how many people in my year that won scholarships did not go to school i cannot tell i can tell you like on my hand the amount of times that we went to class in sixth form 
because we just did not go there. And again, my school is supposed to be one of the best schools on the island. And it's not that like we have the greatest teachers, dog. We have teachers that we see <laughs> twice a term, literally. Like teachers that come four times in a term. In 16 weeks, we would see man four times. I get ones, I twos. Like, I don't, it does not make sense what these heads of departments and heads of these institutions are trying to do. Like, your job is not difficult, really, if we're being totally honest. For the higher schools, anyway, for like the lower schools, I guess you'd have more of a task. But, like, leave the students alone. I feel like if you gave us, I understand you want to maintain some sort of order. But I feel as though if you gave students a little bit more room for expression, you wouldn't be met with so much so much more resistance. Because, like, sometimes people start to, like, hurt these it. teachers and be spiteful because of the things they've done in the past. Like, if you tell me crap about my hair, they say, I am going to get sent home as much yep. as they want just to hurt you. Fam, if one of the schools, like, if one of these top five, top six schools how to adopt a behavior of uh, a UE or BCC where there's like there's less leniency. Like you can, you're allowed mm-hmm. to be yourself a little bit more. I feel like you'd see a, a drastic change in like where a lot of the best students go because you don't want to be somewhere that makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Oppressed, but, even though oppressed is is hard, like you don't want to feel stifled anywhere. You hear me? Okay, baby. I yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, as you said, things are slowly changing, and this generation is most certainly going to make a significant change in the way how things are done. And I have a good... Like, I don't want children at time soon. Like, that's the honest God truth. Like, I really don't. But when I do have children, 10 years from now, whatever, I know how I'm going to want them to be, like, raised. Or with these certain mindsets I want them to grow up with and the environments that I would like them to be in. Of course, I can't plan it down to a T because, like, you never know. But, like, I have a good idea of what I do not want for them. And yeah, what I would do to make sure they don't do it. Like, we might not get out of 2020, to be honest. Like, you're making plans, but yeah. this might be the end. <laughs> being totally honest. Uh, niggas, niggas just got late. Yeah, Mom, we, the runners not even we, going. The runners still here. No, have, we have fascist uprisings. China trying to take over Hong Kong. Like, well, this is a year for the history books. This is probably the most eventful year in 21st century beef. Dog, I just waiting for like the first nuclear missile to touch base so that we could tap out. I have exams just next month. Just let us go. I gotta go to school <laughs> next week and then SBAs. I have to hand in my mural. I have to go to school next week. I have to go and hand in the friggin' mural next week. I got exams in July. <laughs> I thought well, it was starting the next. I'm pretty sure next week I got. The email that I got, our Google Classroom alert, said from, like, the 8th to the 12th, or the 6th to the 12th, or something like that. I remember. Wow. And that's for, like, select students doing 
practical subjects and stuff. Oh yeah, because you have not to do no more, a, big a man. Twelve hour. I just exam. have to do a um multiple choice art. Yeah, yeah. I had to do it last year. So there's an art multiple choice. You don't yeah. have to draw anymore. I just have to do a multiple choice for art. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's cheating. Can you imagine like the color? Does culinary have does what have a, a practical exam? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Food and nutrition. The, the the cooking people. Yes. They, have to they, they set up a whole meal and people's got to come really? in and they got to set up the so table correctly and cuts the starches, proteins. Pretty much. Look, I feel like people who do like more traditional subjects like POB and accounts and maths and phys- the sciences and stuff, they aren't very aware of like the extent that the other subjects go into and like what is what is required no, and I'm... how difficult. Like each subject in their own right no. can be difficult, but like it doesn't get enough credit, B. It doesn't get enough credit. Fam, at my school, we were, we were not allowed to do... We were not allowed to do home ec. Home ec was not even a thing. Really? Like, there was no home ec. The closest thing you're going to get... The closest thing you're going to get a home ec is biology. That ain't even home ec, B. That's the closest thing you're going to get. Home ec was very... It isn't only about cooking, you know. It's just literally do home ec economics literally that at its core and then you do food and nutrition well, and I don't that's know where you it. get into food and nutrition you cook and you you do the physical pardon me imagine imagine i mean people imagine you feel people don't okay under pressure and saying you, you could be a top chef but then you're in front of these people and just, just messing it up your, and right? then you gotta do group work and stuff like that i've seen people Huh? Rice, rice tea is sweaty. So nasty. Are you just sweating <laughs> people rice? You're nervous. Nah, because, uh, sweating, I've seen people have panic attacks. Salty. Practical tester. Like, it's, it's, uh, and then for art, it's got to be in, it's like six hours. And if you ain't got the mental strength for that, that ain't for you. It's between six hours, but I it's easy when, in first form is an hour and second form is like two, third form is three, then full form you do the practice like five hour ones and then like six form six. No, I have never sat in an exam until the oh, end wow. of the exam. Never in my life. Until only time that I've ever sat in that exam till the end of the exam is if I'm if I have not finished the exam yet. Like if I'm done, I'm leaving. Dog, if I finish this two and a half hour exam in 45 minutes, I'm gone. I, I ain't looking over nay. I ain't reading over nay. I'm getting up. I'm gone. I don't want to be here. This is stressing me out. Like, just let me go home. I mean, I it's, do it's not. Some people finish before they six hours is up, but most of the time, you're going to want to utilize every single, like, last second of that. You're gonna, it depends on the medium, too. If you're painting, if you're doing clay, if you're doing printmaking... You're gonna want to utilize every and that. So, yeah. I said like pottery. It takes yeah, you six hours to be done. Darian, you know that making a pot ain't just like it got. <laughs> I can sit you down a day and go through like the different ways, the different the, options in an art I, exam me, because like it's not as easy and basic as people put it in on. Let me tell you what I. Let me tell you what I imagine like pottery is. 
like when I think of pottery, I think of like Avatar: The Last Airbender, and you sit on the on you sit on the stool, and there's the the big rock thing like a microwave mm-hmm. dish, and it spins right, and then like put your hand in the clay, and you do like mm-hmm. a, like the chef whisk thing. They form it, and you get like a nice little pot. That's not even it. The majority of students aren't allowed to do that in an exam. Like that's not no sir. (laughs) We don't use a spinny thingy. We do it by hand. You could use coil method. You could like bang into the ground and cup it with your hand. No. Yeah, there's a lot. This way, don't like clay. So you get the lump of clay. You you need to take the air out of it. So you gotta be like banging it on the surface over and over and over and it. Yes. Like those. Like pizza, lactic acid in your arms, be so you like it's like horrible. Is I'm not joking. I this way I hate clay. I hate the preparation for clay. I hate it. I hate clay. My man, he's gonna be banging it as be keeping noise. Oh, uh, a migrant. Look, left it out. Lactic acid, your arms, big man. A day I can just Whoa. explain to you. Look, people, I don't, art is, no, it's not, it, it comes easy to people, like, it comes naturally to me, but you still have to put an effort into it, it's still a task to do something. This is why I'll just balance a cash book, i do a cash book. I also enjoy it too, and my profession is gonna be, my life is gonna be surrounded around this, so I, I don't mind the not that's just aspect you need to be diverse that's like you only get you know how what is i'm gonna put you know how to cut ramen and you in college and that's all you eating but you would like to know how to cut a full meal yes you like to be all-rounded yes it is better to be an all-rounded artist and say that you've tried different and you can say oh i don't like this because I don't like clay because I don't like banging it into the ground. Like I've tried it before multiple times and got a feeling of it. So like you have to be well versed, and a lot of people is like fill cape and see because you supposed they they in the exam they give you like two options, and you have to do like say you have to do a printmaking one, but your strong suit is painting. Wait, so, so like these are two random options. So say you have like A They're and B, and within A you got brackets printmaking, a graphic design piece, and a painting piece. And then in band B, you have like clay, ceramics, and wood. And you have to pick one from A and B. Yeah. Yeah. Wood? Wood? So, so say somebody, nah, yes, wood. wood. Like wood? making spoons or bowls or like... What are you laughing? <laughs> You, I, I pray that you go marry somebody who's a friggin' artist and you all go to like pottery stores and buy ceramics and go, go and pick up a certain type of wood for her. Yeah, but I won't have to make it. So, wait, so what do I have to make it? I mean, people have done that before. Beat with a primary school? I never get beat with a cuckoo stick, though. That's so traumatic. Oh, Mr. Okay, Corbin, Mr. Well, Corbin in primary school, the man. Good for you. <laughs> he he cuckoo stick. He wrap it in tape, be like that. Tape. And the man call it bad man boo boo. Yeah. Yep. 
somebody I've I've Mr. Edward wanted to let skip, but I mean like that for me. Mr. Edward's cool stick, though, so I scary. think I brought that. I can't uh, remember. Eating this children with cuckoo sticks. They don't know was the times no, table. Was eight years ago. <laughs> this was like nine. The American students are quaking. What do you got? But I'm not. No. No. Get back to this wood. Get back to this wood. Mm. We're talking about this wood. Uh, so I yeah, tell Yes. Do I have to bring my wood? So like you okay. could. The so best like wood that I would recommend four? carving is probably mahogany. That's really nice. Why are you laughing? <laughs> and you need your wood carving kit. You can't use it. No regular. <laughs> I can de- I can make you dedicate a whole podcast of me explaining art to you. Cause you I feel you can laugh at a lot of shit. You can just laugh at right. everything. Dude. All right. So we're already at 56 minutes. So before COVID, like everything down, I was supposed to do my mural on the wall at school and I was going to do like a set of picture frames. So I was supposed to go Carter's and pick out the best wood carving I could use that has a nice like grain so I could carve into it properly and has, would have a nice finish once I put the shine over it. So like, it's just got to sit on your art teacher and speak about, talk about what exactly you want to do. If you want to do something with a lot of details and a lot of intricate cuts, then you don't want to use something that would break easily. If you want to do something with like deeper cuts and they're wider, then you can afford to use a, a harsher wood, if that makes sense. So it's, you just got to cater it to what style you're going to do and how you're going to cut the wood and what type of vibe and aesthetic you want to go for. It's, it's nice. It's therapeutic. You would injure yourself, though. But how do you... Okay, but if you're making, if you're making a wooden bowl... How do you use the wood mm-hmm. to make a so, bowl? So, say you get a, bowl is uh, like a cube, indent. right? A nice little cube. So then, you would, yes, a cube. Like you got four by four, a cut a piece of it, and you got a cube. So you would clamp right. it between like this metal machine thing, so it has a nice tension. And you would have your wood carving <laughs> kit with you. Now you make a circle in it, a circle at the top, and you start carving in a downwards motion and scooping up. So you make that indentation in the wood. And you keep on turning it around until you have like the full like depression in it, and then you flip it, and then you do the um the thing to make it more of like a dome shape on the on the underside. So it's just it it, it makes sense. It can be done. It, I can send you a video, but yeah, that's how you make a bowl. All I'm thinking about is is all the people that have to catch the bus to school. And you just pull oh, up yes. around the morning with like a two by four you had, and you get bust and, and niggas looking at you like, what's more often than fight? Like, when do you have a sword in your hat? Why are you walking? Yeah, over and the thing is, with Lodge School, our buses, Honestly? since we're in the middle of nowhere, a bus bay and a bus system. Yeah, but yeah. Have, like, we have like, they're like 12 buses, bus. 12 routes. Yeah. Like, we just have, like, one of them in Tom, my school bus is just Tom. Anyways. So, I'm going to talk about when you do school, but just walk out or half on the print, just pick one up. Anyways, so, people just be getting on and off the bus with their projects, with their murals, with their big um, 20 by 24 by 15 pieces of plywood and their canvases. But my, I used to go to school with like a, a box, you know those bankers boxes? I used to go to school as my school by when I had a day. 
You mean a suitcase? No, you know a banker's box. You mean a suitcase? Like, it's like a cardboard box, me. What's a banker's box? Is a... I can send you a picture. Anyway, it's like a cardboard box. No. That, like, people keep in their workplaces. And I just had all my art supplies in it. So I would... My dad would take me to school, but I would catch the bus home. So I just begin on the bus on the evening with it in my lap. And I just walk home. Like, oh it's a normal thing. When I got people um at one of the town school who did art. Yeah, but uh, I never seen it. I was going to have a biker's box. Yeah, be. And, and like, I've never seen someone show up to my school with yeah, like, you get me. Oh, okay. I see what a micro box is. When I was interning, mm. I had like a box of files of these I had to scan, <laughs> and I and then wait. I didn't. Nah, care. I was not doing this. I'm very sorry. I didn't. I, care. You know, what? I'm not made to this. No. I never. I had one art bag in my life, Probably. and I lost it. And I just found that was the sign. This is not for me. I did art three years, and every year when we had an art exam, I just drew a shoe, and it was the same shoe. I would, I would go from, I would go lower and lower in grade. Like, I think the first year I did art, I got like eighty something. And then the second year I did art, I got like sixty something. And then, the, then the third year, my because third you're doing shoe, the same shoe. I got like forty nine. So you watched like, some sort of progression. I won't do this again. I don't care, but it's how do you know? But I'm Clearly, it ain't good because if you get Mark Lauren Lawrence, it's very casual. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, this has been our first episode that we tried to do 48 million times. Oh, that's... And it's also <laughs> 3 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm going to... All right, Matt. Yes, it's 3 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I think... I'm plus... Wait, you know... I think this might be two episodes. Right. Talking, so this might be two episodes because don't forget you start recording before. Oh, good job on us then. Right, yeah, that's cool. what I mean. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Right, bye.